If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the most downloaded fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. All right, in today's episode, we answered live callers' questions after a 59-minute introductory conversation where we talk about fitness, uh, scientific studies, our families, and much more. Uh, you can check the show notes for timestamps if you just want to fast forward to your favorite part. Also, want to be on an episode like this one? Email your question to live at mindpumpmedia.com. Now, this episode is brought to you by some sponsors. The first one is Plunge. This is Cold Plunge in your home. It's one of the best at-home cold plunge devices. Go check them out. It's pretty awesome. Go to thecoldplunge.com and then get $150 off by using the code MINDPUMP. This episode is also brought to you by Mobility Wall. If you'd like to improve your mobility, if you like to foam roll, but you'd like to get different parts of your body, you don't like to lay on the floor, check this company out. Go to mobilitywall.com forward slash MINDPUMP. Use the code MINDPUMP at checkout and get 20% off your first order. Also, we got a program sale going on this month, workout program sale. MAPS Anabolic and MAPS Split, both 50% off. If you're interested, just go to mapsfitnessproducts.com and then use the code APRIL50 for the 50% off discount. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time. Oh, shit, dog! It's my favorite time of the week! Oh, yeah, Adam. Boy. Uh, so we have four winners this week. Four, uh, three for Apple Podcasts, one for Facebook. The Apple Podcast winners are G Fortner, S Bell 83, and CMZ 091. And for Facebook, we have Teresa Fletcher. All four of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. There's some truth in the saying. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. All right, so obviously the dose makes the poison, but when it comes to training your body or doing things to your body, a little bit of stress can actually make you far healthier and stronger. For example, exercise, a stress on the body, your body adapts, gets stronger. Heat, okay, sauna has shown to be improve health, but while you're in the sauna, it's stressing your body out. Cold plunge, cold plunge is pretty remarkable, shown to boost immune function, and the production of feel-good chemicals. So all these things, uh, and many other things that can cause stress, can actually make you more fit, healthy, and strong. The key is understanding what the right dose is for your body, what you can handle and adapt to. I'm um, immediately reminded of that meme from The Hangover. Remember that Asian guy from The Hangover? Where yes. he's like, oh, but did you die? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. What was his name? Yeah. Mr. Something. I just uh, watched that with my kids, by the way. Great movie. With my 13-year-old my thirteen -year -old daughter. Uh -huh. And the scene when he jumps out of the freaking <laughs> trunk. Naked. And he just naked. lets it all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Very Classic. revealing. Classic. Not, not a good dad. Have you no, guys no. watched the... Uh, I brought this up a while, about, a while ago. I don't know if you guys have seen it since I said it to you guys. Is the... Uh, you know, like how long has Wim Hof been doing his thing? Like over a decade. Yeah. Right. He's been yeah. he's been preaching this message. It's I feel like just recently in the last year, maybe two years, has really taken off as far as becoming like popular. Like mm -hmm. now I, I can't go through my feed without seeing at least two or three cold plunge videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because of that, like anything else, you see the counter movement now of everybody mm -hmm. that's trying to, to shit on it and like, oh, that's ridiculous, you know, to do something like that. Like, there's so many other better things you can do. You know, what was funny. I, we were like speculating. I think I was skeptical as to whether or not it was going to like 
catch fire, take off because it's hard. You know, it's not something a lot of people enjoy doing at all. Uh, But then again, it's like I should have known, like, because you got your Spartan races, you got your OCR events, you got these, like, I I feel like we're we're seeking out discomfort a lot more now because we're so. Well, our body requires it. And um, if if you live too comfortably, you actually become sick and Mm -hmm. chronically ill. So you have to choose to exercise. You have to choose to stress your body out appropriately. That's always the key here. But the cold, I mean, cold plunges, I mean, they do boost immune system. They do, in, in many cases, regulate hormones. They do produce these feel-good catecholamines. In fact, there people have been known to become addicted to cold plunge, the feeling of the energy well, that you get after. So, yeah. so that's my theory on why it's taken off is because it speaks for itself. If you've ne- like, it's funny. It's always the, the people that are clowning on it are the people never the people that have ever done it consistently. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like somebody who maybe put their foot in one time or like, this is stupid. Yeah, they or, did one more or, or they yeah. never did it, yeah. right? Because if you if you've ever done it uh, at all with some some sort of regularity around it, it you feel the difference. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, you instantly feel yeah. it when you get out, and then if you do it consistently long enough, you start to see some of the compounding but, benefits from it. Yeah. And by the way, this is old wisdom. So a lot of because yep. you now have products like Plunge, for example, this this you can put it in your home, and it's you know. Uh, it, it's filtered water and it maintains a particular temperature. So now we have these like products that you can put in your home for cold. It's like turnkey. Yeah. 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 For cold, for cold dip. People think this is like this new thing. People have noticed the, and, and acknowledged the benefits of cold water and cold temperature um, therapy for a long time. It's a part of certain cultures in yeah. Russia, for example, um, they're known for when they wash it, when they bathe a kid to finish off the bathing with super cold water. There's videos mm-hmm. of little kids in the snow. This is the recess and recess. They put their bathing yeah. suits on. The teacher like kicks them outside yeah. to go in the snow and, and, you know, take their coats, everything off. Yep. And then, then they I was playing the, the snow. snow. They throw snow at each other. And I was just watching. There's a special on right now. I think it's on Amazon. I don't know. David Letterman is interviewing uh, you two the band mm. and it's like a really cool and they take them back to their homeland and like he, they tell their whole story and there's an area that I forget what it's called but a special bathing area where like wow. like for hundreds of years everybody else it's like ice cold water and everybody it's like a traditional place that everybody goes and, and, and swims in because of the benefits of the of the cold water and they do it throughout winter and everything when it's like super it, ice wasn't cold. there a group of there was like a club polar bear club yeah polar bear club mm-hmm. that's how long has tra- that been around that's been over in tra- they're all over they're all over the place it's not just they're in and what do they do Fr- they just san francisco up- truckee mm-hmm. yeah it's just a, a ton of people that are a part of a club that go do these cold swims yeah mm-hmm. the, the, it's what's interesting about it is if you've never done it before first of all it sucks to do it it's it's really shocking to the system but when you come out oh my god like it's euphoric almost that's exactly what i was so use. euphoric yeah, yeah it's, it's a sick-ass pre-workout you think if you think you're actually the best way to use it would be a pre-workout. If you think yes. your your pre-workout is amazing, no way. Go try and do that. Yep. I mean the the feeling of ready to lift and go at it is like unbelievable. I, I, that's the best way to use it. Mm-hmm. Post workout, the value would be if you're going to work out again, and you see athletes have done this in the past, where they'll jump in like a like a plastic garbage bin full of ice water because they're doing two or three workouts a day, and so they need to reduce inflammation mm-hmm. to allow for that crazy amount of training. For the average person, you don't want to do that. You, you, you don't want to necessarily do that. But pre-workout. By the way, that's what the the know, haters are trying to 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 hate to hate on that. Yeah, because it blunts the inflama- inflammatory muscle building signal or whatever. So right. Which so again, you know, what this reminds me of is how fasting was sold wrong. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. fasting, we, we know fasting has been around forever, all kinds of great benefits to it. So that, of course, we latch on to the, the, the diet fat loss strategy of it, which is a terrible strategy right. to use it for. The same thing goes for the cold plunge. Yes, it can help facilitate recovery, but that's not even the biggest uh, benefits from it. And that's not how I would use it. No, so. but pre-workout, what it'll do is it'll preset the inflammatory response. It'll create natural endorphins, which will help with pain tolerance. Um, it produces catecholamines. So these are like dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine. These are the chemicals that you're trying to artificially ramp up with a traditional pre-workout. But your body literally produces them naturally by being exposed to the cold. And because you did something hard to get it. So Huberman talks about this. Mm-hmm. When you do something hard to get that dopamine, you don't create that 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 feedback loop where it becomes, you start to downregulate receptors and starts to become a problem. This is actually a great way to get that dopamine release because you had to do something hard to get it. So that's how the brain is kind of wired. So as a pre-workout, that would be the absolute best way uh, to use it. And and you've already done that. Oh yeah, consistently. That's how I like to use it. I'll Mm -hmm. never, in fact, I think one time I've used it since I've been talking about using it consistently uh, after a workout. And that was just because I didn't get to it before and I was like in a rush to work out and then I still wanted to plunge. Mm Um, but I normally do the plunge first, mm-hmm. you know, another benefit that I think is, uh, not highlighted enough is how many of us are chest breathers and are at this constant state of like low levels of stress yeah. all the time yeah. because mm-hmm. of the way we breathe mm-hmm. shallow breathing. Yeah. You can't do that in that. You can't do that. No, you won't you'll last be, long you'll be out in 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah. So it, it trains you to learn how to take those deep, it's slow, controlled breathing and you i can't stress enough it's like resistance training for that yeah Mm -hmm. and so there's tremendous value in the be able to calm yourself down like that in in other times in your life and and i don't think anything does that better okay to add to that so what you're essentially doing is you're creating this you're inducing this artificial stress response and because you're in this stressed environment of cold and you are now trying to counter it by deep breathing, you are teaching yourself how to regulate in a stressful situation in a controlled way. The carryover to everyday life is profound because if you practice that on a regular basis and then you're in traffic or your partner triggers you or something happens with your kids or whatever, you can now regulate that response and maintain a much more calm, focused uh, state of mind. And if you do this consistently enough, just like anything else, it becomes second nature. It's not like you have to go, Oh, how do I do that? Right. Right, again? right. 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 You know, right. you've been taught to right. breathe like that so much that you feel your body will feel yourself to get into that moment and, automatically and you'll automatically switch over. It's so, wow. yeah, I mean, I think it's got a lot of benefits that we, we don't highlight enough. Everybody's always muscle building fat loss. We always, and then they don't care about anything. Else. Yeah. And, and I know there's a lot of people that, pr- pr- you know, pitch like, Oh, and look, by the way, this is true too, but it's, again, it's not the reason why I do it. You start staying in there. Like I have been lately where I'm hitting five minutes and stuff like that. I'm fucking cold for like five hours. By the way, you yeah. know that that at that point, speaking of fat loss, it does teach your body to convert white fat brown to brown fat. fat, yeah, which is a thermogenic active form of body fat, which uh, burns calories. This is the kind of body fat you want. This yeah. is like the performance enhancing body fat, if you will, loosely defined. Well, you can, I didn't do it today, but you could also tell like, so if I, if I was, if I'd done it before we podcast today and this room is super hot and warm right now, you, I would still be like 
shaking. Right. And, so, and, and, and that burns calories that your, your body's sitting there trying to heat up That's and right. warm up. And that continues. Like when I, when I start staying in the long periods where I'm in there for four or five minutes, I feel that for hours later. So you get this this calorie burning effect. You're down five minutes. Did they test? That's like, why you do consistently now. Five minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, know, I actually. I could. I could, I could the first break two is the hardest. The first two is the hardest. I can't do that. Yeah. Can't once do you it. once you get to the to me once you hit the two minute mark, you've regulated your breathing. You're almost numb at that that point. What I have a hard time doing is what I know some people recommend to do. I've I've seen Kelly Star. I talk about. I think I've seen even the Iceman do it. Like where you're you're supposed to move. Mm-hmm. That fucks with oh. me. So I, if I get in, I gotta, I gotta get in. I yeah, get all controlled again. I hit that two minute mark, and I'm like, still, I'm just, and I'm yeah. just focused on my breathing and relaxing. If I do this and move around, oh. it like it's almost like starting over the two minute clock. So you got to right. get in there. <laughs> you know what's weird about hot and cold tolerance is that you can have one, you can be good at one and not the other one. They're different. Oh, oh like for sure. I can go in a sauna or a steam room and I could chill forever. Cold yeah, that sucks. Me. Yeah, cold I, hate, I do much better with. You're, yeah, you're the opposite, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah no, I hate uh, cold. Is so, so I got to do it. I have to do I was it. Wondering, so the brown fat, like, did they, have they tested that in terms of, like, when the time length of, like, exposure, like, when yeah. that actually starts to convert? Yeah, I forgot what it was. It was, like, you have to do. Huberman. Like, how yeah, many weeks like, or months or I think it was, like, 15 minutes a week. Uh, I don't remember it was, how long. Yeah, it's, it's 12 or 15 minutes. I can't remember what Huberman. I brought, I've said it one time on the podcast before. To reap the uh benefit, like the like the max benefits, yeah, you want to do a minimum of of twelve or fifteen minutes Something per like week. That. Okay, yeah. yeah, but that conversion happens over time. So, so that was that. Yeah. That's also why how I got up to kind of like the five minute mark was, was like okay, you were trying to do the math there. Well, yeah, I was trying to go like if I do a minimum of three days a week and I'm doing four or five minutes, oh, I'm right. getting like the the maximum. Now I try and do it every single day, but there uh, it doesn't happen. So yeah. I'm like, if I can get in there get three close, times, yeah. yeah, three times a week. Being there for four or five minutes, I'm going to reap the, the most of the benefits from it. I've been um, a lot more consistently doing mobility uh, in conjunction with that because I just started kind of getting after deadlifts and, and squats again, which, um, oh, no. I, you know, I've been I've been real unilateral uh, the last, I don't know, few months uh, trying to address my hip issues and instability. Uh, and so like, I don't know if this happens to you guys, it probably does all the time, but once you really start kind of lifting heavy, especially barbell lifts, like you just get that restricted, like tight knot, oh, yeah. like especially yeah. here in form flexor. And it's just like, oh, and it just kind of like plagues you for a while. So normally I would take like one of those, uh, lacrosse balls and I put it like on a, on the wall and I would just kind of roll with it. And it's a little funky or whatever, but I found the, that mobility wall, so I've been using it just like, it's great for upper body, which I don't usually use a foam roll for my upper body as much, except for like maybe like two moves. Have you ever done so how does under it the get, armpit? Okay, so if you do it for your, your upper body and it's it's in a doorway, yeah. are you like- is it You, you kind of lean, lean, lean into, yeah, into to it. one side. I, I, I so then you probably more isolated. So how high do you like put it? So you need Yeah, about probably, shoulder height for okay. that. Yeah, you and can put it high or low. I put it about I know like you can, chest so. height for it. So they have like actually in the middle of it, I, which was a cool tool. I just realized they had, it's like a little tuning fork. It looks like it's like two little like forks that come up like this. You put your, your forearm through there and and massage it uh, through and Mm. it just kind of rakes up through the muscle. Oh my God. So this kind of dressed it. Yeah. So this kind of work, they used to call it myofascial release. That's not really what's happening, but that kind of work is most beneficial on muscles that are hard to stretch. So like you talk about the forearm flexors and extensors, 
the problem is, is you know, once I try to stretch the extensors, my wrist locks, I can't go any further. Mm-hmm. So pressure becomes the best way to kind of break down and, and get that CNS. And obviously get into the mobility yeah. and like, yeah, wrist cars and things, but like, it still was like restricted. So that helps. Well, so that's, you, the, that's the, the ideal pathway would be use the, the mobility wall thing to relieve, give the temporary relief, calm the CNS down and then do like risk correct. cars afterwards. Yep. And then the mobility. Mo- Have yeah. you guys ever done consistently done where you, you, you do that kind of work on the Terra's major minor mm-hmm. in the armpit area, mm-hmm. bro. It's you, intense. Oh, it's, it's gnarly if you've never done it, Yeah, but then go do pull-ups or shoulder presses and you're stronger five pounds. My pull-ups like always go up if I do that first. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yes, well, because I I'll, I'll be I've tight. done it before, but I've actually never done it with that intent of mm-hmm. doing it right before. Uh, if I'm going to max out on a heavy pull, I'll go do that, and then I'll go do the heavy pull, and I notice a, a pretty big difference. That's uh, right. Yeah. Anyway, I got to tell you guys a funny story. So, you know, obviously I have a um, my youngest is gosh, she's going to be almost five months here pretty soon. It's flying. And um, Jessica sent me this video of her. Right, she was laying on the couch. So Jessica, she's just. She's such a chill little baby. We can put her down. She smiles, plays by herself sometimes. And she was laying there and she's just like tripping out on her hand, you know? So she sent me this video and she's like doing this thing. And she's like, I think she's, I think our daughter's on hallucinogens or something like that. But you know, it makes yeah. you realize like at, at, at that age, at five months old, every day has got to be the weirdest trip. Yeah. Cause she's seeing and, and she's just realizing like what's happening. Yeah, like, dude, it's I'm be controlling like, this. The craziest drugs <laughs> well, like, you're, ever. You're <laughs> at that the five month. I can't remember. Uh, I remember reading this like as as far as like because their their sight is it takes time to fully develop. Yeah, you know they first like they see you up close and, and they yeah and they can't see like like detail. It's like first like shape and like certain yeah. colors come through and then so it's like I don't remember at what point they really start to see like the three dimensional mm-hmm. and like stuff comes out. So that's probably what you're seeing, right? It's, it's just, probably starting to come together. For I think it's what I, what Justin was saying, where you know she could see her hand before, but she didn't connect to the fact that that was her hand that she could control. Because mm-hmm. now she'll start to reach for things. Like you know what one I mean? finger, you know, you kind of go through that Bro, whole process. I gotta, I'm got. i going to post the video, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube. But she's literally laying on the couch and she's just like, whoa. Like if you, if you saw somebody eat too many mushrooms, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just looking Reminds at me like going to a rave or <laughs> something. Yeah, <laughs> so like, oh, it was the cutest thing yeah. ever. But I mean, it's, it's you think about it. Like when you're, I mean, I, I mean, I can't even imagine what that must be like to be so new, mm-hmm. to have that many... Because infants have a massive amount of neural connections, more than an adult does. What happens is it starts to prune and fine tune itself. So they're literally seeing and feeling shit in like, you know, 5D, like yeah. way more than we do and yeah. just tripping just tripping out the whole time. Uh, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It was, she, it was she's fun. probably having a good time. Oh, what does that say? It is not until around the fifth month that the eyes are capable of working together to see? form a three-dimensional view of the That's world. That's what it is. And the fifth month? In depth. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I remember that because I remember reading as we were going through the the process with him, and I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's like the, I th- I just assumed that the baby's born, like they right could see, the they could see normal, and it's yeah. like no, they it's in phases. And I knew it was like around that time when it starts to really come all the way together that they wow. can see three dimensions. Dude, so. I got a sports thing for you guys. I mean, not really your sport. <laughs> you guys don't really give a shit about this sport. But do you guys know who um, Lionel Messi is? Of course. Yeah, dude. one of the greatest soccer players ever, yeah. right? Yep. Did you hear what uh, Saudi Arabia just offered him to go over there and play? Oh, God. How much? Oh, wait. Okay. So this is another league like like LIV. Is that uh, what's happening with it's, soccer? It's, okay. So, yes, he's going to go over there and play in Saudi Arabia. And he got offered a $440 million a year contract to continue his club career in Saudi Arabia. 
Is he going to do it? Do wow. You know? I, I hope so. I mean, I mean half it, a billion dollars. A, a lot of these guys are turning it down. You say so. This is like, have you not watched what Saudi Arabia is doing? No. Yeah. Yeah, bro. They did it in bodybuilding. They're doing it in in, in pro golf. golf. They're now doing it in soccer. Yeah. And they're paying way over the top on everything. Yeah, because like, what's 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 the most a soccer player will get in club? Like, uh, do we know what that is? It's got to. It's can. It's I not mean, near that. They're pretty well paid, but yeah, not not four hundred. Bro, that's, that's almost crazy. half yeah, Ronaldo's a billion. Ronaldo's one of the highest. Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, and I mean, they're they're up there in the top ten highest paid athletes already. Yeah. But this is for a. This is not even a sponsor. No, that's what, I'm, this is that, but that's what I'm saying though. Is that they are they are overpaying. They're the golfers that just went over there are like. They're like top one. They're top yeah. one hundred guys, but they're not even top ten guys. Some of them, and they're getting paid more than like the highest paid golfers over here. So the live is is paying like, and we saw the same thing what they did with the bodybuilding community. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. at the way they're they're taking care of the the pro body. That's why they all go over there now. So it's interesting. It's very smart when you think about really if you're smart. trying to. You know, take a, the well, attention of millions of people. Too, like I, I know. Wait, 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 was that his salary before forty one million? That was what it was. That's 2022, yeah. He's going to, 10 times more? 10 times, just like that. If think, well, think about this for a second. Look at the golf stuff, too. Look at, look at uh, yeah. live, live golf but, but contracts. But think about this for a second. He could work for three years and be a billionaire. Yeah. And play soccer for three years. That's insane. The, there's these guys, the guys that went over to live. There's a really good uh, documentary on, um, you know how uh, Netflix did that whole one on F1 racing? They've done it now for tennis and they've done it for golf. It's yeah. really cool because you you cannot even be a, a tennis or golf fan and enjoy. They do a really good job of like introducing you to the sport and the and all the players and yeah. all the drama and some of that without feeling like you got to watch a whole eighteen holes being played. Or so whatever. okay, so Emirates, it, like, is Dubai's in Emirates? Is that that's correct? the airplane? No, 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 no. That's the <laughs> United <laughs> United. What is it called? United the? Arab Emirates. Yeah, and I think United Dubai Arab, is, is is part the, of that. The capital. I'm is not sure. Part, right. Okay. So Emirates why do you guys say no, no, no? Is, I'm right. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so like Just Saudi Arabia. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Saudi Arabia, like, are they part of the United Emirates? Emirates, I don't know. Is it United Arab Emirates? I think is its own country. Oh, Saudi okay. Arabia is its own country. Okay, okay. to my yeah. best of my knowledge, I'm yeah. just trying because the well, we strategy that was there was interesting because it's like they have all this crazy amount of oil money and money, and they yes. decided to put it all into the entertainment side of it, build these crazy attractions for people to fly in. That's what they're doing. I feel like this is the same kind of model have, they're trying to like expand heard, their money. Have you guys heard the stories of how some of these like like these female social media influencers or like only fans girls will get these offers. Yeah. By some of these like mm -hmm. oil oh, yeah. princes or whatever. Yeah. They're like, I'll give you $5 million. I'll fly you out, do this, uh, you know, do whatever. And then I'll send you back home. And it's like a thing. It's like a big thing. No, did you? Uh, so there was a meme I posted years ago. Um, in fact, I think I even put it on my wall. I might be able to still find it. Was it was all the girls. Like yes, there's, it was a split. It was a split picture. And the top were like all the hot like Instagram models on the on a yacht. Yeah. And then it was like the, the five, other side, you get the fat. Like, yeah. The five guys. guys that brought them there. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And they're like the old, old fat, you know, billionaires over there. That's like uh, the for sure. The worst of humanity. I just saw an article on, on some girl posting something about how she... Some guy uh, paid ten thousand dollars to to fly her over just so he could take like a, a selfie with her to post, 
And then like the next picture, she's posting it out with her boyfriend somewhere else. Like I that. saw that. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, because she took her boyfriend to wherever he was. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So I just that's. Crazy. What do you think is going through the dude's mind when he's paying ten thousand dollars to take a selfie? Do you think he thinks to himself like, I think maybe the same a exact. I think the oh, same yeah, the same thing that goes to the guy's mind who when the stripper goes, do you want to go to the back room <laughs> for an extra three hundred dollars? He's thinking he's yeah. he's gonna convince. Yeah, she's, she likes me. Yeah, yeah. She likes me. It's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's got to be the same thing. I mean, you, you don't get to have sex with her back there. She yeah. just dances on you. There <laughs> it is right there. Yeah, that's the one. That's it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh man. Do you think it's that? $10,000 just a picture? Or do you think he's doing this? Because it might be this. He might have convinced himself. And he's like, you he's, know, I'm helping her. She's trying no, to build her career. It's definitely not. Well, that. We call, they call him the I mean, simp, right? It's probably, yeah, it's probably all simp. relative, right? So, okay, let's put it this way. Like $10,000 still sounds like a lot of money to me. But maybe not to him. Maybe he's, you know, the guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars and $10,000 is like $10. And would you pay $10 to take a shot at maybe a chance? And like, he looks at it like, no. well, didn't work out I mean, out is me. this the same guy as buying fart jars? Yeah. yeah listen, first <laughs> of all, it's like the same guy. Dude. First of all, I hate to say this. <laughs> I hate to say this, Adam, but if he has that much money where $10,000 is $10, yeah. he's not, he doesn't need to do this to get attention. So the thing, that, okay, the, so the, the only he's going to get attention from shallow women anyway if he's got that. Yeah, much money. okay. There, there's something to be said about this this hmm. this OnlyFans phenomenon that we're going through right now. That and why I think it's so one of the reasons why I think it's so successful is it creates this more intimate, real type of relationship. Yeah, that, you feel like you, you feel like you're actually talking to the yeah to another level, and so yeah. I think that's why it attracts and gets people like this more than just I you know I use the strip club analogy. But I mean, you're going to a workplace. There's bouncers there. There's and it's like you didn't communicate with her. There was no flirting going back. But in this game, I mean, these girls engage with you. They talk to you. They send you smiley faces. They, you know, they're talking back and forth. And so you, <coughs> you feel like there's a connection there. Yeah. And then you go pay, in his eyes, ten dollars to go. Maybe you know the, the, maybe I get more. You, you know? know what the stats are too on that is the vast majority of girls that get on there to try to make money because they, they hear stories like this. Like this will be easy. I'll just show my boobs or whatever and make money. Vast majority make almost nothing and they end up it's displaying the, their it's, bodies it's, it's or whatever. It's the 80 rule still. Yeah. It's even worse than that. I don't is remember it? what the percent. Yeah. I don't remember what the percentages is were, it? but the vast majority make like I don't almost that. nothing. I believe, I believe when it comes to girls, there's, there's like a, uh, yeah. someone for everyone. No, yeah. But you, not you, making you it's money worse like than 80, 20. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you allocate it in terms okay. of money, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, so in terms of number. This is the weird part, though. Have you seen like some? Uh, okay, so this is like it, genres of this, right? So there's like the older ladies, like making bank. Like, <laughs> I'm like, who, who's going for the silver? Bro, I. So I, I mean, how can I say this? I'll get in trouble on this podcast. He's like, I'm. Okay, so there's there's a, there's a there's a a a friend of ours that we know that has a a nanny name that, sounds like yeah, no, know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh I've seen her. She is a, not attractive to me whatsoever. Would have had no idea that her husband has made an OnlyFans page of her and it's like her feet and her nails and stuff like that. And it's like it he crushes. He makes a bunch yeah. of money and he runs it. Humans. And he just takes the photos of those stuff like that. And she is not cute at all, at all. But huh. she crushes. Weird. There's yeah, got to be something God, about it. God bless her. Majority of OnlyFans creators, more than 80%, make less than $100 a month. So imagine how sad that is. You go on there, you do some embarrassing stuff that's now out in the world, and you made 50 bucks yeah. for the month. It's forever. Forever. The thing. Now, if you guys were a hot chick when you were younger, would you have done it? No. 
That's such a quick answer. No, I mean, because it's it. an easy answer for me. Easy. Well, yeah, I don't easy, want anything that, that sticks. Yeah, nothing that's going to be there forever. Yeah. That always scared me. Not like the, our first hundred episodes in the podcast. Yeah, where nothing, said some nothing shit like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing <laughs> condemning and, you know, we have criminalizing. <laughs> you know? Oh. No, I wouldn't. No way. No way I would do that. Uh-uh. Well, no, no, not, no way. Not in a million years. Uh, and my family I mean, would have to be starving. just your feet. God, that's weird. I know. That would be so weird. Yeah, what if you crushed, though? Yeah. I mean, crushed. I Even mean, no. crush videos. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's weird, that. yeah, there's weird stuff like that. What is that? What do you say? You never heard of that? Crush videos where they do like, they have like eggs or they have like they little them. tiny Lego, like and they step on and them. They just crush it with their feet or dirt. Like they're Godzilla. So they make it look like they're all huge. And <laughs> no, like, and what, 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 swear to God. Really? I not, come on, man. I like, I watched that show. Here's the thing before all the madness happened, I used to watch this show called Taboo. And like oh, they, yeah. they went through like everybody's weird kinks and it was very fascinating to me. Yeah. So I, I, I got into it. Yeah. What, okay. What if you, uh, what if you didn't have to do much, Sal? Like, what if it was literally like. You're trying to sell me right now. What are you, what's going on here? Because <laughs> you were so quick to say no. And I wouldn't say no that fast. I'd be like, well, kind of depends. Yeah, there's like sub genres. I mean, how, how much am I struggling right now? Like what, yeah. what do I well, have? Yeah, to, my family was starving. What, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, saying you're sell. so quick to say no. Oh my God. Damn. Bro, like, all you got to do is sell your wife beaters after you. Yeah, exactly. What, what if, what if people got off on your tiny little shorts and wife beaters and that was enough to like your little, yeah, your little bikini briefs. Yeah. Your bikini briefs. Exactly. Your bikini briefs and your wife beater. That's all you had to do. We'll sell right now. And like, like all pumped up after your workout shot. That's it. No. Not enough? No. Okay, we're running the side you, you know what you guys are doing right now? You're setting up the editing team to put us some fucked up pictures. <laughs> That's what's happening. Exactly what's happening right now. I see Andrew in the back laughing. The sad part is like Andrew already has a photo of that. Exactly. This is gold. <laughs> this is gold, like, bro. Should I use I the- I guess we won't use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just for you guys yeah, yeah. to see. Okay? Uh, what the hell's wrong with you? Okay, yeah. you know, what about you, Doug? It. Would you do it, Doug? Oh, it depends on the circumstance. Yeah, see, okay, that's exactly. a better answer. That's a better answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds like no way, which is so funny. He's probably the most likely to what? do that. No right? way. Yeah, bro. That's a that's a bold statement. <laughs> He's like, I'll be a subscriber. I'm not being not a even. Oh, no, that's yeah, a bold yeah, statement. Yeah. You yeah. almost did. You almost you almost did. Well, I'm not that. No, I did no. not almost. Do you almost served drinks at a party. <laughs> oh, <that> was, <laughs> I got. I almost got reeled in on that one. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. Like bartend. I could bartend. You imagine just had him walk around and just like his skivvies with the drinks. Have a drink, please. I think More I was supposed to just be shirtless. I think I was just supposed to be shirtless. But then I was supposed to do other stuff. They kept adding stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. They kept As adding. As you got closer to the date? That was the exact same thing I yeah. when I got the, um, when they were trying to get me to do the gay calendar when I was yeah. 20, like 21 or whatever like that. A guy like, we're gonna hey, would you, with you know, yeah. when you're like 22 and you're like super impressionable and I'm like working out and fit. And then I remember this guy, this guy approached me and wanted to know if I wanted to do uh, modeling. And I'm like, oh, cool. My ego right away. Like, yeah, yeah I'm on. handsome. You think yeah, I'm, I'm handsome. Yeah. <laughs> it, right? I got what it takes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, they, and they, they start you off with just like basic stuff. Oh, are weekends okay for you? And we're beat shots. And yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Little by they little. They get you saying, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh -huh. then it's like, like, are you comfortable with your shirt off? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, you come comfortable with no pants on? Whoa, whoa hold on. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. what kind of calendar is this again? <laughs> you ever done tickle fights? Yeah, or? yeah. But that's after like an hour of yeses and hearing all kinds of money you're going to make and you're like i could see how they get people to do that like because yeah. you at one you, i know there was a moment in there where i kept saying yes 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 and then i started going whoa mm. and and then you're you're wrestling with well, yourself i mean you're cool you, wearing costumes especially if you're vulnerable you want validation yeah right? you want people to think you're attractive 
you're vulnerable, maybe in a situation where you need money or whatever, mm -hmm. insecure. You've got these people, you know, and then you, you get the money for it. Everybody's saying you look good. This is great. Mm -hmm. And then you end up, you know, in these bad situations. And it just so happens that it's usually young people, right? Because that's yeah, what the market yeah. wants. So it's the worst. It's, it's the absolute yeah, worst. Predatory environment. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible stuff. Yeah. Anyway, cra crazy <laughs> stuff. All right. So uh, I'm going to go negative here for a second. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, Good time. Okay. There was an article in the New York Post. You know, I've been calling out how they're this weird campaign, this slow, weird campaign to demonize fitness and health. Okay. Yeah. And it's very strange. And it's following the lines of political campaigns. And if you follow politics, you, you if you follow politics like it's a sport, you take a, a step out of it. You don't try and like, you know, want one side to win. You just look at it from the outside you start to recognize these patterns and their strategies and how they slowly move towards a, a narrative. They test it out, they push it. And that's what they're doing with health and fitness. And the New York Post posted this article. I'll read the, the headline and then I'll tell you what the study actually said. It was actually um, kind of infuriating. Somebody sent it to me and I saw the title and I said, this is interesting. Let me look a little closer. So here's what it says. New research suggests that physical exercise has little mental benefits. <laughs> okay. That's the title. <laughs> wow. And this is, this is how propaganda works. They often will take a study and they'll twist it a little bit. And I'll explain that in a second. And then they make the, the title something and they know that the average person isn't going to read any deeper, dive any deeper. They're just going to read the title mm -hmm. and they're just going to share it. And if you see enough of this, you start to believe. It plants all the seeds. You yeah. start to believe this narrative. So here's what the study shows. The studies show that if you are unfit, unhealthy, and you exercise, you get a profound mental benefit, which we've all known. When you compare healthy people to healthy people, adding more exercise doesn't improve mental health. <laughs> no shit. You know, here's the thing with, with, with exercise. It's so like vitamins. Misleading. It's like vitamins. When you lack a nutrient, you take that nutrient, you get profound benefits. If you don't lack that nutrient, Taking more vitamin C or vitamin D or zinc isn't going to do anything for you. It's like saying somebody who's broke who now gets to make a quarter million dollars a year if it wouldn't change their life. Someone has zero dollars a year and you give them a quarter million dollars versus giving somebody who's already worth tens of millions of dollars an extra quarter million dollars a year how much yeah. it changes their life. Right. Like, yeah, no shit. It didn't change that guy's right. life so, much. But so you the, feel it. The yeah. mental health benefits, which by the way are widely recognized, the mental health and cognitive benefits of exercise are there because, not necessarily because exercise is this mental health booster, but rather lack of exercise destroys mental health and cognitive function. Yeah. So when you add it to somebody who's sedentary, unhealthy, like most people, yeah. they get this profound benefit. If you take somebody who's already healthy, relatively active, you add exercise, eh, you're not going to see this huge profound benefit. That's why, that's how it works. And what they did in the study is they used that group and said, ah, see, there's no cognitive benefits. Well, I just saw another because one they're healthy already. since you went on this direction. I just saw another one that was on, maybe Doug can pull up um, Dr. Ruscio's uh, Instagram. I think it is Dr. Ruscio, I think is his Instagram handle. He had just posted one on some terrible article talking about uh, that probiotics are a waste of money or something. Did you see that one? I didn't. Yeah, that one had just, I mean, I, I think it's relatively new because he just posted it like two days ago and I had seen it. Did you see it, Doug? I see it. Yeah. So it's Dr. Uh, let's see, Dr. Ruscio DC. And it was. Read the title. Of the yeah. Article. Probiotic supplements may do the opposite of boosting your gut health. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then what's the art? What's, what? yeah, what's his take? Read the take on it. His comment, his his uh, his thing on it without us having to read the whole article. So he says, cherry picking. My assumption is that the reason this old study is being resurfaced is another news piece is because it's performed well. This is why it's important to, not to get your healthcare information from the news. Clickbait. I'm telling you, it's interesting that so that's an old study. Yeah, that's resurfaced right now. I, I, I weird. I, you know? I am saying this. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I don't understand. I, I can I can only speculate. I can only speculate why health and fitness is slowly becoming. There's there's this propaganda machine that is now demonizing it, and it's starting to happen more and more. And I'm going to keep calling it out so that when you see it. You can remember this. So you think, if you're you, sick, you're in a state of fear. Uh, that's mean, my speculation. Easier to control. My speculation do you think, is. Do you, think it's, do you think it's more demonizing in that, or do you think it's more that you're? They're just trying to cater to those that want to hear that message, anyways. I think that's the that's the hook. That's okay. the hook. They yeah, know that that's in. that's an in. Mm -hmm. But I that's my speculation. Obviously, I don't know. But it look it, my speculation is that sick, unhealthy people are easier to manipulate, manipulate. They'll buy more of your shit. They're the, it's easy for you to scare them into voting in a particular way. Mm -hmm. And pharmaceutical industry makes a lot of money. So sick, unhealthy people, are, they, their healthcare is expensive. Fit, healthy people, they don't cost much. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't, I don't know if I subscribe to it being that insidious. I think maybe it is just how do you explain the strangeness a, of these articles? Because, because they get the clicks other... and shares. That's why, and they're in the business of eyeballs and making money. There's on a lot of ways to go to get uh, clicks. Yeah, but that's all. It's obviously a proven way, and and that's why I think mm. we're seeing more and more of it because I think more and more publications are going. Oh wow, when we do this alarming, like when we put a obese girl on the cover and say she's healthy, boy, do we fucking get yeah. some attention. When we say probiotics are bad for you, or they, oh boy, do we get some attention. When we say that working out is Right, boy, are we getting so? so yeah. I think it's that's what I think. That's like, some of it. That's my I, le, my I, less tinfoil hat version of what we're talking. I would about. agree that that's some of it, but I think some of it is too strange to it's, me. It's too freaking. It's too across the board. Weird, yeah. And it's like it's being coordinated. I've never in my life read articles demonizing, like no, taking care of your health. It's there really used to be government promoted movements to. to bring awareness to the benefits of exercise and better nutrition. And it's been completely uh, attacked, you know, instead now is all we're seeing is like all these articles and things like picking apart uh, environments where people are trying to better themselves. Yeah. I don't know. I'm speculating. You're right. Yeah, I'm totally I, mean, speculating. I, think, I just think it's a brilliant strategy on their part. It really is. It's just like you, you get, cause what it does is because it's the opposite of what people know. It's right. It's the opposite. It's like, I mean, this wouldn't work 20 years ago when no one gave a shit or were paying attention. There's not, yeah. there wouldn't be enough people like us to get outraged about it. Maybe, yeah. And because there's enough people like us to get outraged, now you have all these micro, you know, networks and influencers yeah. that are like, you know, remember when that when that article came out with that girl on the front cover of it and uh, entitled it "Healthy" and she was obese. Do you know? How, I mean, when you went through your feed of all of our fitness friends, did you find one that didn't talk about Everybody it? Everybody did. Yeah. Did not. Did I mean literally? Yeah. So I mean, and and that's what they're and and let's let's be honest. The uh, you know, basic old you know, Cosmos and women's health. Those are dying, and so mm -hmm. they're desperate, and so they're looking for any way that they can create 
attention and eyeballs. And if that means saying outlandish, stupid shit, yeah. that's going to get us all talking it's just about entertainment. It. I mean, there's no yeah, real and news the, and, anymore. And the reason why I think it feels coordinated is because it's working for so many other publications. They're all copying yeah, each now other. Here's, now, here's look, I would tend to agree with that. And then you look at something like ESG, which is literally. Uh, well, that's crazy. What just well, listen, it demonizes companies and it benefits other companies. And it's through this kind of like social movement that they mm -hmm. determine, which, you know, very strange, by the way, like Chevron ranked higher in, <laughs> than Tesla. Tesla. Right? ESG yeah. stands for what? Envi environmental, social, and I don't remember. Can you maybe look up uh, what ESG stands for? It's like three mm -hmm. things or whatever. And it, it it's very Global. strange. And it's, it's going social. it's going to have profound implications on the- Governance. And governance. governance. So basically you get ranked on whether or not you're doing social justice, you're doing this or that, and it's going to punish other companies for not doing those things giving government the much more power uh, over the market. This has already been happening for, I mean, I brought this up on the podcast well over a year or two ago. Scary and shit. It's, and yeah. it's already started steering uh, VC money. So yeah. in Silicon Valley, like if you didn't have these high score, like you're getting these companies that are getting money uh, because they're, they score so much higher than another company, even though someone might have a better idea. So it's already happening on the on And it the sounds like a great idea, up. but what it does is it gives government the ability to, to manipulate. Yes. yes. So, and again, Tesla, electric car company, ranked lower than Chevron, uh, which is an oil company, which is very, very strange. Yeah. yeah. Makes zero sense uh, whatsoever. By the way, a bipartisan bill, okay, Democrats and Republicans, mm -hmm. sent a bill to stop ESG, got on Biden's desk, he vetoed he it. He vetoed it. So when shit First like this happens, and then I see all these articles, Adam, I'm like, oh, I don't know, bro. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's tough for me to to trust a lot of what's out there these yeah. days. Speaking of which, uh, you know, I, I, I know Doug right there is like, please move on. I'm going to stay here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> the I will say <clears throat> say this, again, if you take a step back and you look at politics like it's a support, like it's a sport. Yeah. The Democrats are playing a brilliant game right now. Oh, I'm glad you stayed here. Brilliant. I actually game. wanted to talk about this because somebody, when I did my questions, asked me uh, about the whole Trump indictment, stuff like that. And I said, well, I said, this is Sal's theory. And I said, I tend not to uh, argue with him when it comes to that stuff. It'd probably be like him arguing with me about sports. I said, so he's probably more likely right than me giving you an answer. And the, what I said was what I've heard you say already, which is that you think this whole thing with Trump being indicted and everything like that is actually a plan for the Democrats to help him actually run. Yeah. 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 Which so, sounds crazy. The average person would go like, huh? No. That so makes they, no sense. This is an old political strategy um, where you, you try to pick your opponent and mm -hmm. you try to pick the opponent that you're more likely to win. Now you got to take a step back because this is also a risky game. It could also backfire. Sure. So you think to yourself, why would the Democrats want this to happen? They're in a bad position. So the crazy COVID policies are largely blamed on them. Economy, although it's not entirely the fault is bipartisan shenanigans, largely still blamed on the Democrats. Biden is incapable of winning. He is clearly in dementia. Yeah. They know it. They know they're screwed with well, him. He has, doesn't he have the worst approval rating in history too? Yeah. yeah. And he's just, you put him on stage and have him talk and it's just, <laughs> it's going to be a complete uh, nightmare. Inflation, largely getting blamed on the Democrats. I'm not saying it's their fault. This is total. Both parties are. No, they're just, they're, they're caught holding the bag. Yep. Right. So they're, so they're in this really bad position and they, we have this election coming up. And so they're doing what's, they're throwing what's called like a hail Mary, right. In mm -hmm. sports where you just throw the ball, you just crazy play because yep. it's like your only chance. You hope for the best. And so they know, they feel like they have the playbook on beating Trump. 
But Trump was like, if you looked at his rankings in the Republican Party, it wasn't very good. Mm -mm. Uh, he was like a pariah there for a second. So I feel like what they're doing right now is they're resurrecting. And sure enough, all this attention on him has made him the leader among the Republicans. So, because he has a base. Even over DeSantis right now. Yeah. Over everybody. Well, DeSantis isn't even in the conversation anymore. Yeah, because he's got, he has such a crazy base. He will win 40% of the vote no matter what, but that's not enough to but win. But they also know just his name immediately will deter people away from voting. Right. 100%. So, so he'll win the primary. They want him to win the primary because they know he'll lose the general. Yeah. And they did this in the midterms. In the midterms, it was supposed to be this red wave. And they supported pro-MAGA Republicans in their primaries, knowing they would beat them. And sure enough, it worked. Yeah. It stopped this, what was supposed to be this, what all the polls were showing. I like your answer wave. to this. Yeah. If, if DeSantis was to take on Tulsi Gabbard and do oh, like bro. a bipartisan kind yes. of push to get people to build bridges back to some reasonable, logical. That's what should happen. I would love what, to why see. Why be the best for America, but nobody wants to do that. Yeah, okay, so explain to me then you, uh, why, to me, that seems like such an obvious, brilliant strategy. Yeah, yeah. Like in a time when we are the most divided ever and everybody, I don't care if you're left or right, is 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 pulling to be more in the center, yeah. right? That's, that's what's happening. And traditionally, this is what happens. When we go extreme left, we go extreme right. It doesn't matter. Typically, most people would consider themselves yeah. moderate and they want to come somewhat in the center. So after the most polarizing last four years we've ever had in, in our lifetime, why would somebody not partner up with the opposite side and make a run? Why do we still continue to play so, this Pepsi Coke game? I'll, 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 I'll let me comment on that in just a second. So uh, I want to go back and explain a couple of things with the Trump thing. People are like, well, why would they indict him? How is that going to get him to win the primary? He gets lots of attention. He's getting a lot of support now. He looks like the underdog. The The charges are so flimsy, it's not going to stick. He's not going to go to jail. Now, I could be wrong. He could go to jail. Highly unlikely. If he goes to jail, I'm wrong. If he doesn't go to jail, I'm right. I think that's what's going to happen. All right, why don't they do that? Because that would destroy their ability to divide people. That If, if you combine forces and unified, well, now people are going to be more like, well, what are the issues? What's actually happening? What are the results? Like, what's going on here? They, if they keep everybody separate, this two-party system, because if you've ever seen a third party try to jump in, they both work they team together. up on him. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah they want to get him out. So that would be like the worst thing ever. They would get no money. They would get no support. They would get. Remember Tulsi Gabbard when she was running uh, for the primaries, how she started to climb? And she was very like balanced and logical. Yeah. And she got destroyed by, oh, by her own yeah. party. She was called a Russian spy. Yeah, Russian spy, even though she's like you know, a veteran, served yeah our country like heroically. It's like ridiculous. But this is this is, in my opinion, this is the Democrats' only chance because they're in a bad position. So they're like, get Trump up there, and in the general, you know, election, is why, his is ego he, is going to get him screwed. Which this is, is what why happens. you should have to pass a test to vote, bro. I swear to God. I know. I know you don't like that because he's like, oh, it's like. Yeah, who, who makes hey, well, the test though? As long at as, least as, be a, a as, long as we American allow citizen. the majority of people, which let's be honest, are not very capable, okay, to vote, this is what's going to happen. They're easily manipulated. Yeah. Like if they, if they don't have, if we don't have some sort of baseline of like, hey, if you don't uh, do this, produce that, pass this or something in order to to vote, like I feel like By the we're way, always going to have a, a majority of people that really have no business voting because yeah. they're not even they're not even educated enough on the situation. Well, okay, so this is this the founders knew this. That's why we're not a pure democracy. So pure democracy, majority rules, we're a constitutional republic. They knew this, and so they put in rights that cannot be um, uh, voted away by a simple majority vote. Yeah, there's like a really complex process, but nothing's perfect, dude. You're right. Mm -hmm. Like the majority of people. 
I mean, Rome proved this. It's like keep everybody um, distracted, yep. you know, bread and circuses, what do they call it? Keep them distracted. Well, I mean, that's what Give people, them free stuff. Is, the how, how is the NBA and NFL any different oh, it's mm-hmm. the same, than the Coliseum? Yeah, same playbook. I mean, and it, it, to me, that was highlighted more than ever in the last four years when you saw how much politics bled into sports. Look, like, look how much civil unrest we had when they took sports out. Yeah. It was oh. insane. Oh, yeah. yeah. They didn't have an outlet. Riots everywhere, bro. <laughs> that's the yeah, part where of else it. are you going to go? That's that's, that's totally true. That's but crazy. I mean, look, when they spend, they are masters. Uh, the, the the you know, if you look at the political system, you're, you're looking at a presidential campaign is billions of dollars alone, and that's not even looking at the other money that nobody accounts for. They're masters, masters at getting people to feel and think a particular way, way smarter than anybody who votes. So if you think this is like, oh, I know kind of what's going on, like, eh, probably not. You know, you're, they're really, really good at what they do. It's like processed foods. Processed foods are engineered so well, you think you're going to eat them and not crave more food. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not smarter than the scientists that created that food. These these polit- political parties and the people that fund them, they're so good at what they do. Yeah. They'll run circles I know, this around This is not my wheelhouse. So it's like, it's, I know I get criticized. I talk about this, but I just don't, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm trying to think of it like running a company. And I can't imagine having a company of like thousands of people and we, I allowed the, and let's say I'm the founder or the CEO of this company. And I allowed my, you know, 900 of my, or all of my employees to have a vote and just decide on which way we steer this company. Yeah. Them not knowing the P&Ls, them not knowing the challenges and difficulties of creating, developing, hiring, fi- nothing. They All they know is their one, their one little position that they do involved in it, yet they get a say in where we go left or right. Like that's just weird to me. One is bad. Yeah. One is worse. If you ran the, if you ran the, gov- the, our government, that I mean, way, that's, probably have a a good way, that's probably a good way to say it. Yeah. It's not perfect. It's not great, but it's better than the, I mean, if we had a fictitious, a, a fictional, like angel leader, like they have in movies, which don't exist, <laughs> like this guy, that's like super good. And like, I'll lead the country, do it. You know, just, that's it. I got full yeah, power. Then they're the antichrist. Then yeah. We're all fine. <laughs> yeah, dude, so, so it yeah. Well, that's why it I think the, the best answer is just, Get, and where I think uh, I I think most people agree. I know there are some people that are out, like is small government. Yeah, yeah. Is is smaller is better. Is less local. Less yes. local because local you have way more influence. Like ask people how they feel about their fire department versus how they may feel about like a big federal system. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. have more influence over smaller local government than you would uh, much larger, big behemoths that, you know, mm-hmm. like that's centrally run and trying to run the whole country. And then you get a lot of problems. Doug, what was the name of the book? I haven't talked about this book in a long time. And it's a, it's a, uh, it's a good reference. I know we're getting ready to do a shout out and I'm going to do this book in, in addition to a person if we want to. Uh, Peter Schiff's book, and it's called- um, uh, How Economies Grow oh, and Why oh. They Die. And Why They that's Die. That's a good one. That. A Such good one. a good read yeah. for someone who's like, even not even really like Katrina loved that book because of the it really the way, breaks it down. Yeah. He tells it in a, in a very simplistic story as if we were on an Island and we had to literally build an economy from nothing and where fish was the only commodity and that, that was for survival. And you know, we were, there was, I can't remember how many people he, he put on this fictitious Island and like, how would something like that grow into something? And then, and then the challenges that you would have as a society and as a group going through it. And it's, and it's really easy when you look at it, in my opinion, in that small of a level, because where it gets difficult is when it gets so big, it's it's so complicated. It gets complicated. And it's like, Oh yeah. How, what will we do about that? It's like, yeah, then these people are going to get hurt from that. And these people, and everybody wants everyone to be happy. It's like, but when you see it in a group of a hundred and it's like, Hey, we have to make, we have to build a society from here. 
you know, and it has to be successful. We have to have pass this on to generations and we got to all eat. We all got to like, what does that look like? And, you know, and hard decisions have to be made and sacrifices have to be made in that in order for it to work. And so it really simplifies uh, a very complex thing, like understanding yeah. the economy. Cool oh, but uh, here's something that's interesting. So Arnold Schwarzenegger has a podcast <laughs> yes. and it is not him. Yeah. It is AI. His, it's his voice, AI. It's T-1000. It's a robot. It's an AI it's machine. Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's, this is, okay, we are now entering into an age where consumers are going to have to pick organic, you know, I'm going to use the word organic, I know, organic might, content or non-organic content. Should we start that trend? <laughs> yes. Hey, Doug, how hard is it to be, to, to put like a little on our logo? We want to put organics. organic on, on yes. it. Like real organic, organic conversations. Yeah, or just, yeah, real humans. Yeah. yeah. Let's start an acronym. Let's start yeah. an acronym that stands for like real organic humans. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. They're like, how do you know it's real? Yeah. Like, artificial robot. ROA. Put like a little Talk. asterisk right next to our logo. It says ROA. Real organic humans. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a podcast and it's a freaking. It's you, die, you know what's embarrassing? It's outperforming us right now. Yeah. <laughs> dude. dude. It's brand Arnold new. Arnold AI, dude. It's brand new. <laughs> it's got his name it on sounds it. Sounds amazing. How do you know it's real human? I mean, well, I, kind of that's suck. true. It's brand <laughs> new. It's brand new. And so you get ranked different when you're brand new. I remember, I remember Nike was kicking our ass for like the first yeah, week. He's kind the of a big they were out and yeah. No one sees them no more either. Yeah. Dude, how weird is that though? Like are celebrities going to start putting out uh, their voice? Like, cause I guess you can license your voice. Is that how it works? Yeah. I mean, like I told you before, like Will I Am, the guy from Black Eyed Peas, he literally digital copied himself, like in like scanned himself, all his mannerisms, how he talks. He like went through <clears throat> the whole weird like library of words and was just like you know reciting it all so that way he could just there i am so they live you guys in, gotta, in the digital world you guys gotta listen to the the most recent uh all in podcast where they have a really good conversation around the future of ai and i always like when those guys disagree right and there's and they yeah. all bring and you'll really appreciate sal because i know you're I, like you're really enjoying uh freeberg's david freeberg the the science nerd yeah. guy his perspective and you align a lot with him uh, economically. And he's talking about, you know, they, they'd go over this person who is, his job was replaced overnight by AI. And, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, we're going to have all these jobs us. And Freeberg is always like the voice of reason when it comes to free market. And like, no, yeah. that's what everybody always thinks. And then it ends up innovating more and we're more productive. Yeah. But then Chamath came in and said, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I don't also agree with you either because we've never seen anything like this ever. And I know that's what everyone said about the printing press. And but Right. This is the first time ever, and he made this point that I didn't think about, that I thought was really interesting. Never have we had something that is a completely closed loop, meaning that all the innovations from the plow to the tractor to the printing press mm -hmm. to the computer and so like that still needs an input from a human. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are now generating things that is completely closed loop that does not require our our ability at all that's whatsoever right. to right. print just generating the power to to usher it that's right he was talking about and they used the example of what, what's uh what the the people that uh research is it uh oncologists who does the uh, cancer research oncologists oncologists well they're right? just the, they're just cancer doctors yeah cancer doctors right, right. so uh, it, it, that we now have an AI tool that can like predict it accurately to by, by point something, zero point something percent, yeah. which is better than any human could possibly do. And so what are they, what are they going to be necessary? What are they going to be necessary mm -hmm. for? So I thought that was a really interesting perspective that I hadn't thought about yet. Cause my initial reaction is probably similar to what yours is, Sal, which is, oh yeah. Okay. It, inevitably a few people will lose their jobs. If you, and if you're slow to adopt it, you could be your mm -hmm. job. 
Um, but it's going to it's only going to get us more productive, faster, just like the computer, just like the plow, just margin like all those of error is going to shrink substantially. That's right, and then we'll just get more jobs, more innovation, more time. Usually, what but happens, but usually, what the happens. innovators are going to be AI. Exactly. So that is the part that Chamath is like. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you're weird. seeing this all the way through. That this is something so different. Yeah, than it's, what we've it, ever it's seen. the first time technology will be creative and yeah. can create. So then we're no longer the innovators. That's yeah. That's the issue. Now the, the the promise is we'll never have to work again. So it's like oh, this is a future where AI does everything for us. That Which sounds utopia. Is not utopia. But no. you get a bunch. Imagine right now. No, the people who don't like exercise, don't think that all hard work is good. All those people, which is a majority, think right are now. Be miserable. Think of the average public right now. Now nobody works and everybody has free money. Like, is that good or bad? For some people, it'll be good. I'm sure. For a lot of people, it's not so going to be boring. so great. It'd be so boring. Well, look oh. what happens when people retire. The, the, oftentimes, depression goes through the roof yeah. and, and, and all kinds of health issues go you through. You remember when I shared on the podcast, so this is like a long time ago too, it's like four years ago when we were, we were here, and I told you that phone call when I called Katrina, I was all pissed off or frustrated with you guys when I was driving home. Yeah. Remember, remember that? <laughs> yeah. It was like actually one of the most profound moments. Uh, He's like the way he brings it up too. <laughs> yeah. Right <laughs> that time, I was real mad at you guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, that was the truth. Was, My wife called me down. Yeah. It was yeah. probably Sal though. I was probably just pissed at Sal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, I, should, I should loop I'm angry at everybody. Yeah, I was trying to be sure. nice and bring it in everybody. I know you were. <laughs> but mainly I sound. remember the original story. Sure. Oh, you do? Yeah, do. <laughs> it sounds like I remember the fucking day, actually. Yeah. No, but I mean, that was such a profound moment for me when, you know, because I was in the moment, right? I, we just walked out. I was like, all mad. She had just called me and I'm venting to her and stuff like that. And she had this long pause. And, you know, I was like, hello, are you still there? And she's like, yeah, are you done? And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. You know, and I'm like, what do you think? And she's like, would you want it any other way? And I'm like, and it really stopped me in my tracks and go like, fuck, you're right. Yeah. Like Dude, how she's, she's your oracle. <laughs> she, is my, she is my, yeah. she is my oracle yeah, for sure. Imagine Adam without Katrina. Uh, oh my God. No, I don't want you. <laughs> Shut up. You know. I knew. I know yeah, you. That's what you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why you said You're that. all right. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun, You're bro. You're fun. Let's You're be honest. Let's be you. honest. That was a lot of fun. Less productive. <laughs> yeah. We're way further. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we are. We're, yeah. That's we're, hilarious. We are a lot better. Dude, I, there was an article that was just written. Uh, there's an expert. I'm um, trying to read who the person uh, who wrote this was. But, oh, it was an AI researcher. His name is Dan Hendricks. He argued in a new paper, natural selection favors AIs over humans. And he basically said, this is his quote, we argue that natural selection creates incentives for AI agents to act against human interests. So there's two observations. Firstly, natural selection may be a dominant force in AI development. Secondly, evolution by natural selection tends to give rise to selfish behavior. So imagine AIs competing with each other and one of them is doing things by the book. The other one is like, I'm going to like do things and not get caught so I can win. And then the other one says, well, I'm going to do things this way. And eventually these things could evolve to become these really selfish Terminator-like machines. And so he wrote this paper and he's like, hey guys, these things may evolve to be pretty messed up. It is a little scary that people like Elon Musk, who obviously was pro. All yeah, he's stuff, smarter than most people, right? Yeah, is, is is signing the petition for us to pump the brakes on all this stuff yeah. like that. That does make me a little nervous. Oh, and Bill Gates is totally like against the signing it. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's my favorite. The guy with all the farmland, yeah. right? The guy that's <laughs> making all the best decisions uh, yeah, for build humanity. His fortress and castle out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Why was he buying so much farmland? Like, oh, God. Anyway, so who's, <laughs> who's the shout out today? Is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know we did the, the, the Peter Schiff book, but I, I mean, we could also give, because uh, Brett Contreras was on the list uh, that I don't think we'd give a formal shout out to. And I yeah, just a good trainer. That, 
great coach. trainer, great trainer, great coach. Uh, I mean, God, the 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 inventor of the hip thrust, right? I mean, that's what he says. <laughs> I think it was, but he's he popularized it for he's sure. Definitely he he put the it godfather in, of it. If anything, yes, he yeah. put it into programming and, and yeah. really got people to pay attention yeah. to it. And and you you know, I, I I love talking to him because you can tell. I mean, we always we try and highlight these type of people. There's a difference between just having a PhD and being really smart and then having that and then also having trained hundreds or thousands of people. And you can tell by the way they talk and they answer things. It's always nuanced. It's never this like, this study says this, therefore that. It's like, you know, well, this may indicate this and this is what we think we might know now. And like, you know, this might work good for these people. And like the way he communicates and nuance, yet he's got this PhD, he's brilliant. So uh, he's a great follow, and he yeah. is the ass man. So if you're a chick who's trying to build an ass, um, his content <laughs> or is- Or a guy, yeah, you never know. For, yeah, that's true. That's true. Check this out. Organifi is a company that makes organic plant-based supplements to improve health, performance, to help accelerate muscle building and fat loss. They have superfood blends for energy, relaxation, immunity, and more. Great company. We love working with them. In fact, we just helped them create a new pre-workout type supplement. Uh, It's pretty amazing. You got to check this company out. Uh, We've been working with them for a long time because they have some of the best supplements on the market. Go to Organifi.com forward slash Mind Pump. Use the code Mind Pump and get 20% off. All right, here comes the rest of the show. Our first caller is Rachel from Massachusetts. Hi, Rachel. How can we help you? How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks. so my question is basically, why can I not put on a lot of muscle? Why I just feel like I'm just very much even killed no matter what I do. So just a little background um, on, on me. About two years ago, I was a seven-day-a-week CrossFitter. Um, I would say probably under-eating at that point, um, overtraining, running 20-something miles a week, uh, not prioritizing sleep none of the, the good stuff that you guys uh, promote all the time. I ended up uh, starting to work with a nutritionist, um, started reverse dieting, lost a ton of weight, slimmed out, was very, very lean. You could see every muscle, um, but totally kind of burning myself a little bit with the training. So um, fast forward about a year later, I've now been kind of living at maintenance. For a while, I've done two mini cuts. Didn't really see that much um, progress from that. Not as much as I thought I would for how I felt when I was in the cut. I felt like I was starving to death. Um, And now I'm back up to maintenance again and now kind of shifting where I want to try to really put on muscle. And I just, I don't feel like I'm... I don't know. I'm like, am I ever going to be able to put on muscle? I just feel like I'm not. And I feel like I'm doing everything that you guys tell me to do. Um, The only two things that I can think of is one that I'm probably still doing too much. And two, maybe I need to eat more. I I don't know. Yeah, I think you're. Your I intuition. Yeah, right. I think mm-hmm. you're right. If if I read this correctly, you're you're following our aesthetic program now too, which is what typically people that are and, overtraining <laughs> and doing CrossFit two days a week. Oh or, oh shit! And you're doing CrossFit too. Oh yeah. Oh. So I do cross. I do CrossFit two days a week, and then the other 
five, no, other four days, I do a full body aesthetics. It's not your program, but it's another. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, too much. Program. You're, yeah, you, too much. Okay, so two things. So let me let's start here first. Your intuition is one hundred percent correct. I'm going to assume you are a high achiever in many things in life. You probably bulldoze your. Yeah, okay. So this is just your. This is the gear that you tend to run in. So it's going to be hard for you to identify. But look, when you were doing before, when you were burning yourself out versus now, have you gained muscle since then? Yes. Okay. You're going to gain a lot more muscle yeah. if you do what we're about to tell you. So you've already made one step in the right direction. That's right. You just haven't made enough steps in the right direction. So how important is the two days a week of CrossFit to you versus building muscle? Tell me which one's more important to you. I building muscle. Okay. Stop CrossFit completely. Eliminate it. I'm going to put you on MAPS Anabolic. And I want you to bump your calories by about two to 300 calories a day. And you will see strength and muscle gains. You will for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I won't get fat. No. <laughs> no. I would, so the, I, the, I would, I would probably slow the calories because you're going to, you're about to reduce a significant amount of activity. So I wouldn't quite bump 300. I'd say a hundred to 200 fine. calories, but I mean, the goal would be to do 300, 400 even. Right. So yeah, that's I, fine. I would just slowly, so eat what you're eating. So what I would do is right away transition into the training, like we're saying, and then like maybe the next week or two add a hundred calories a day, see how your body responds. Then add another hundred calories a day. Both like are that. right. I mean, both are fine. Here's why I said what I said, because I think your body's thirsty for calories, nutrients. And yeah. I think your body's going to, what I think is going to happen is you'll switch to MAPS anabolic, quick CrossFit, bump your calories. And you're just going to get stronger. You're just going to yeah. boom, build some muscle. You could do what Adam said too. If you're afraid of gaining body fat, there's nothing wrong with that. You'll still gain muscle and get stronger. And you could do it that way as well. They're both, I think, totally fine. In fact, based off of what you just said, your fear of gaining body fat, I think I'll, I'll, I'll side with Adam. Why don't you just mm. keep your calories where they're at, cut the CrossFit, do MAPS anabolic, and then the following week or two, bump your calories a little bit. Have but you, you will build muscle doing that. Have you ever actually done a deload week? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Have you ever done a deload week before? With training? Yes. Yes. You okay, have. Good. I have a hard time with it because yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I do do it. How yeah. did you feel the next week after you were done? I'm still doing the CrossFit too, which is like. <laughs> That's not a deload week. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm doing two separate things at the same time. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. yes, I'm yeah. doing the deload week, but then in no. that week, I'm still going those you're, two days to CrossFit, which is clearly not deload. So. Your, your intuition was okay. right from the very jump. I yeah. mean, you, you, you're, and Sal hit it just right. You yeah. saw already some some positive return on cutting back from what you were doing with the extreme dieting and seven days a week CrossFit right. or whatever it was. And now if you need to take the next step, which is you need to reduce even more and increase right. more calories. And the, and the only reason, and Sal's actually right with the 300 calorie thing. The reason why I'm suggesting that is because I heard what you said. Yeah, he's right. Because yeah, he's you're right. concerned about that. And I know, and you're going to, if you add 300 calories, you're going to add carbs, you're going to add water, mm-hmm. you're going to have, so you're going to get a little bit of weight and that, that psychologically tends to fuck somebody who you switch them like that. And so I would want to ease you in psychologically that hey, we're okay. You're not, this is not body fat we're putting on. Yeah. It's a little bit of water you've, you've got in there right now. We're going to be building muscle. I don't care about the scale right now. I care about how you feel and I care about your strength. Like that's where I want, and your calories, right? My goal for you, if you're a client of mine is, and I don't give a shit about the scale right now. I care about you getting stronger, 
you you feeling good in there and us able to get our calories up. And if I'm able to do those three things, I'm moving the needle in the right direction. And then then it's just about being consistent with heading in that direction. Okay. Rachel, how how long have you been listening to our show? Not that long. My nutritionist actually turned me on to you guys. Uh -huh. And so maybe six months. Six months. But I was already kind of, my nutritionist, I listen to everything she tells me and she's got me following all these great people on Instagram. And so I'm totally in a much better place than I was two years ago. Okay. How, so how I, much do you trust your nutritionist on a scale of one to 10? 10. Okay. This is what I'm going to ask you to do. Do what we say. She trusts us. You trust her. I'm saying this because this is going to be hard for you. Do exactly what we say. Count against the the feelings you're going to have where you're going to want to jump out of your chair. You want to pull your hair out. I got to do more. I got to do more. Yeah. Just do what we say. And then once the results start to hit, it'll get a lot easier. So I'm going to send you MAPS Anabolic. Go ahead and do the three-day-a-week version. Do the trigger sessions on the off days. Keep your calories the same. Cut the CrossFit. And just trust the process. You're gonna, it's, you're, you're, you're gonna want to, like I said, you're gonna want to jump out of your chair because it's gonna be so much less than what you're used to. You're probably used to burning yourself out. Just do it and watch what happens. Your strength is gonna go through the roof, and you're gonna see muscle gains. Is what's gonna happen. And if you get just on the calories, so I have like really high protein. I'm almost at 170 grams. Is that appropriate, or that's you fine. think that's that's fine. Yeah, okay. that's great. I mean, unless you're having digestive issues, but it sounds like you're working with someone who's helping you with that. Yeah. So yeah, keep it there. Yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. You're, okay. you're fine on that. If you get restless and it's and it's really starting to become a mind, go for a walk. Yeah. Go walk. Yeah, I well, I sit all day, but I have a walking pad. So I walk like my desk lifts and I walk on the treadmill awesome. quite a bit during the day. Awesome. Because that was that I that was fairly new in the last three months because I was like, I listened to your pot one of them that said People that go to the gym for one hour a day think that they're really active, but they're actually sedentary and yeah. you ask them and they would tell you active, but they're not. Yeah. So I got, <laughs> I, I got um, the walking pad. So um, I can of course, the advice we give to the sedentary people yeah. who hate to work out it actually triggers the fitness fanatic. <laughs> every time, every time every the wrong time. person, yeah. I would have heard the same thing and yeah. the same yeah, thing. Yeah. So. But that's good though. Walking's good for you. So I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm super fine. pro that. And if you find yourself because we're reducing you down to only three days of like real strength training and that, and you get restless, go for a walk or go do yoga, do some recuperative stuff for your body. So you're saying that I should only lift three days. That's that, it. That your is MAPS anabolic, correct. MAPS anabolic is only a three day a week core lifting. Run. Now it does have trigger sessions where you can do some band work, but that's another. That's the band work is low intensity. Yes, you're glad, just getting a little pump. Yes, that's it. Yeah, you're so not, it's not a workout. It is not a workout. You should not sweat from it. You should not get sore no from it. No longer healing. You're adapting. It's like a, totally it's like, different. It's like walking for your muscles, well, for your arms. You know, you, think of it like that. You guys only lift three days a week. Oh, I have hit some of my highest yep. lifts training that way. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't mean we're sedentary days in between. That's and that doesn't mean we don't go to the gym five to seven days a week. You can yeah. still go to those areas, but you you choose to do different things. Sometimes it's a it's an hour walk on the treadmill. You sometimes it's intensity. Sometimes it's forty five minutes of mobility and stretching. So just learn to do other healthy things for you than pounding the weights. Pounding the weights is okay. good for us. But you don't need more than three days a week of some hard Especially training. from where you're at. Yes. Because it, it, it all depends on who I'm talking to. So I tell you what, 
Give this five weeks, come back, and I guarantee you you're going to be your your mind will be blown. And that doesn't mean, by the way, that doesn't mean we can't get to a place where you have these phases that you do get right. to train five, six days yeah. a week. But where you're at now, no. But but when you're when you're telling me that hey, I'm stuck in a plateau. This is how I feel. This is where I'm at. I'm telling you, your intuition is right. Yeah. You need to keep going in that direction. We need more calories. We need to bring down the intensity a little bit. Then as your body starts to recover, you start to build more muscle. The metabolism is higher. Now you're yeah. eating more calories. You literally have to change the change. It's yeah. that simple. And then we have all these other programs that you could cycle in and out. Some of them are five days. Some of them are, you know, three days or so. But this is the right one for you right now. Okay. All right. All right. I, I want give you, me a shot. I want yeah. you to keep us posted, too. Please circle back all with right. us, okay? Email back in in another 30, 60 days. Actually, let's put, let's put her in the forum. I'm going to put you in the forum, too, Rachel, because I want to hear okay. back from you. I want to hear back from you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Please. All right. Sounds good. You all got right, it. Rachel. Thanks, guys. Right. Appreciate your help. Right. Thank you. All right. You know what I love is that the people have the intuition. Yeah. Like, eh, am I doing but too much? Don't listen to it. No, they don't want <laughs> no, it. No, I think, a lot, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if half the people that call into us, I mean, if you've been listening for they six just months, wanna, they, they just know, want us to say they, it. Yeah, they want to hear it. They want to be confirmed. Like, Come on, bro. Think about totally. yourself or, you know, I'll think about myself. Nine out of 10 times, the, the things I really need to do, i like, I know, yeah. you know, I just don't want to. Or is know? it like, but I'm the exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe it's different yeah, for yeah, me, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. she's going to like, she's going to build so oh, much strength and muscle. She's going to see great results. Yeah. Yeah. I wish she was like, this is the kind of client. That's I a love. tough cookie though. You know, that's, yeah. that's a tough client to convince. Well, the psychological part, right? Yeah. Which is the only reason why I argued with, not argue with you, but the only reason why I challenged No, no I know where you went. You're because right. Because you're right. You are right that you want to get her calories up and I would bump 300 right away personally, but I also so know that if I was able well, to train her every week and be me, in her ear, I would have. I don't want different. to counter what you guys are saying because it's totally on point. But like you know, part That's of right. what we talk, fucker. Part of what we talk about with like a fasting, you know, it's like what you learn from that. Like yeah, you're yes, gonna, yeah. you're gonna, you're actually gonna be fine. And also too, it helps you to look from an outside perspective of what your patterns are. Yeah. And that was my point with the deload. It's like sometimes you just gotta cut it all out and yeah. really assess like, what did this do the next week to me? Yeah. She hasn't even gone through that yet. That was, I mean, brilliantly said hundred yeah. percent. Very, very, yeah, very true. Our next caller is Michael from Arizona. What's happening, Michael? Hey guys. Uh, just start off with the obligatory. Thank you. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for about a year now. I um, really love your content. I listen about every day. It's awesome. So thank you guys for that. Awesome. Right um, so my question is, so a little bit of background, I'm 19 years old. I'm from Arizona. Um, currently at college in Utah right now and weigh about 190. Um, actually in December, I was running maps power lift for a meet in February, but over winter break, I ended up getting really sick and lost like 25 pounds. Um, so that didn't end up happening. Um, so since then I've regained the weight and the strength and stuff. I'm pretty much back to where I was before I got sick. Um, but I have someone else coming up. So, uh, starting in May, I'm serving a mission for my church for two years in Argentina. Um, and so while I'm there, I will probably be walking, I'd say like 15 miles a day. I'll be walking everywhere. Um, I won't have a lot of control over my nutrition. Like we will get fed by like the people we're serving or teaching and stuff like that a lot. And even then we have like a small budget for food every week and stuff. So I won't be able to buy like, I don't know, like, I like protein and crap like that. I don't know. Um, they do eat a lot of beef down there though. So that'll be good. Um, but yeah, and then so every morning we'll get about 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes of exercise time. Um, and so I've worked really hard to get to the point where I am today. And I know that 
I'm with that, like the circumstances I'm going to be in, there's no way I'm going to stay the size that I am right now. Um, I've come to terms with that, but I wanted to know what were something you recommended that I could do with like basically zero equipment. Like I won't have anything. I'll be moving probably every couple months. And so I won't be able to take a whole lot with me. So I was thinking about taking some like resistance bands or something like that. But, um, basically I was just wondering like with that 30 minutes, what's something I can do to minimize the loss of like that lean body mass I've worked for. I know it's not going to all stay and I'm not, I'm definitely going to be smaller when I get back, but I was just wondering if you guys had any recommendations of things I could do to keep that on or like mitigate the loss of it. But you would be surprised, yeah, surprised. Uh, how, how effective a, a, a daily workout can be. Do you, would you be able to carry around a suspension trainer? Cause it, yeah. it's like well, not a lot. Resistance bands too, I think is a great call. Yeah. Uh, I might be able to. Yeah. Okay. I'll send, I'm going to send you maps 15 I, uh, maps. 15 okay. uses a suspension trainer. It's an everyday workout. I think that'll be perfect for you. We can also send you maps anywhere where you can use bands. And I think those two programs will give you enough for, cause you said you're going to be gone for two years. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. Those two programs will give you enough variety throughout that two year period where you're not going to need any equipment except for the bands and the suspension trainer to do what okay. you need to do for sure. Sweet. Yeah. Can we, can we, can we, can we, we kind of have something perfect yeah, yeah, for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have some, you want to beta test something yeah, for us? When do you, when do you leave? When do you leave again? Uh, I'll start, I'll probably leave. So we do like, it's called the missionary training center and I'll go to Mexico. I think on May 22nd, I leave. So then I'll be out of the country for two years. Is it live by then, Doug? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it should be live. By yeah, then. but oh, this yeah. is okay. going to be live when we. Yeah, but we don't. We'll, we'll, yeah, we it's won't tell. Fun, the, but we won't tell the audience. Use it. We're going to give you something. We're going to send you a secret program. Yeah, yeah secret, super secret Sweet. program. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's coming up next. This for, is the Roswell program. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nobody knows. <laughs> it's it's perfect for what uh for what where, where you're going what you're doing so uh yeah. we'll we'll get that over to you before you get over there so for now I think so you'll have three programs you could cycle through. Are you in our our forum? by the way i'm not uh -huh. oh okay and obviously it'll be hard to get on social media and all that while yeah, there. yeah yeah so yeah. i get that but otherwise i would love to you know keep up especially if you're testing this program I'd love to follow up with you michael you mind if i ask what things you'll be doing when you're out and in, in some of these places sorry what was that do you mind if i ask you what types of things you'll be doing when you're out in these places uh you said you're on a mission what, what kind of things will you be doing so basically what we do is we just go talk to whoever we can and try and share our message of the gospel of Jesus Christ and uh, what we can uh, offer them and try to um, bring them into that fold, you know, just share our message of love and peace through Christ. Yeah. Good for a you, lot buddy. of service. While awesome, we're man. There. Good for you, buddy. Well, hopefully our programs uh, help you out there. Yep. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Thank you. You got it, man. All right, Mike. Keep it up, man. All right. Thank you. Yep. Nice kid. You're, you're going to meet a 19 year old. that looks like they're 30. That was me when I was a kid. They got uh, like yeah. that face. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. look like you're, but you're not, you're obviously 19 years old. It's a, it's a compliment. <laughs> People used to think I was 30 when I was 19 all the time. So just, anyway. just wise. I was, the yeah. I was the opposite. You always look like a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. finally starting to pay off. A little yeah. Bit. No, no, now that we're older, <laughs> I'm like, so youthful. Yeah. everybody's like, Sal, you look like you're 50. Oh, what's it going to stop? Uh, anyway, uh, you, people will be surprised at how much you can maintain with far less volume yeah. and far less intensity. And the studies will show it's like one sixth. Some studies are one ninth. Mm -hmm. The volume will maintain. So it's es especially in a situation like this when it's novel. Yeah. Like if you, if you do traditional strength training in a gym or at home with like barbells, dumbbells, stuff like that, and then you have an extended period of time where you don't have access and you got to go all suspension trainer or all body weight. I mean, you could potentially make gains. 
because it's so novel. I mean, it's true. Yeah, especially, and especially this young. It's not like he's hit his peak potential. Mm-hmm. He's still on the come up right oh, now. Oh, yeah, that's true. It is yeah. age. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean one of us ain't going to make gains uh, on a two-month men- mission going to a suspension trainer, but I'd maintain decently yeah. that way. But I mean, at 19 years old, he's still on yeah. the he's on the up and coming still of building muscle and building his physique. So even though I know he's worked hard to get where he's at right now, because suspension training and body weight training is probably going to be so novel to him, there's potential for him actually gaining. Now, where it'll be hard is, is the nutrition, right? If he's mm-hmm. if he lacks protein significantly, uh, well, the, he, well, so Argentina is beef world, heavy, yeah? world renowned for steak. And mm-hmm. beef, mm-hmm. like they supposedly have the best beef and in, in steak yeah, in the, the world. Steakhouses are great. So, so I think like the traditional dishes even out there will serve lots of beef because it's supposedly inexpensive. Yeah, he if he eats a lot of beef and potatoes while he's out there yeah, and dude, does suspension cr- trainer and, and body back weight more stuff, come back, yeah. yeah, even more jacked. That, that would be cool. a great testimony. Right? <laughs> yeah. It'd be great for that program launch. Nineteen year old goes to Argentina, comes back jacked. Maps. Yeah. <laughs> Our next caller is Greg from Wisconsin. What's up, Greg? How can we help you? Hey guys, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I just want to give a big uh, thank you to you guys. Um, I started listening to you guys about a year ago. Uh, It was kind of a tough time for me. Um, My dad was in the hospital uh, diagnosed with cancer. So I spent uh, a lot of drive time going to visit him. And that's kind of when I discovered you guys. And you guys got me through that whole time. And um, again, after he passed last April, you guys really helped me out, uh, kind of distracting me. And kind of keeping me on my, um, come on pace for my fitness goal. So I w- just want to say thank you guys for that and really appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you, bro. Yeah, man. Thanks. Um, and then as far as my question goes, um, so a little bit of background on me. I am 39 years old, um, 6'4", 220. Um, I've always been pretty athletic, pretty decent shape. Uh, I grew up playing basketball through high school and some other sports as well. After that, kind of got into um, just some pickup basketball, some volleyball. Um, But the problem was I was never really a big leaper. Um, I was vertically challenged to say the least. Um, Adam, you probably appreciate this. I even tried those strength shoes way back in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, those didn't really do much for me. Yeah. Um, but I am turning 40 in January and my goal is to be able to dunk comfortably uh, by the time I turn 40. So my kids are getting into basketball right now. I've got a 10 year old daughter, a seven year old son. And, um, you know, I want to be able to, you know, show them how to work hard, work on their skills and kind of improve, um, kind of model that behavior and also just kind of show off, right? So um, being able to kind of set them up for success. Um, so my question then kind of goes into the programming to try to reach that goal, right? So I'm looking to increase vertical probably six to eight inches. Um, just a little workout background on me. I did MAPS performance last spring, then aesthetic. Uh, then symmetry finished up anabolic in January. And then right now I'm running performance again. I just started phase three. So just some little knowledge I have from you guys. I figured running performance first before getting any, any sort of, you know, vertical specific type 
workouts would probably be the best approach. So my question is, you know, what does programming kind of look like? I would assume it's going to be a lot of plyometrics. Um, and then also from a nutrition standpoint, does it make sense to go kind of into a cut and lean out? So, it, you know, then it's easier to get myself off the ground, right? Um, and then also, is it possible to maybe combine, um, you know, vertical jump programming with any sort of other skill work? Um, you know, I don't want to do something that will kind of negate, um, you know, the vertical performance aspect of it. So, like, could I also try to work on improving, like, my pull-up in conjunction with uh, something in the, the, the vertical leap aspect? You're going to get that with – so you're like a, a very similar body type. I'm 6'3", I'm 230. Uh, I've actually – this has been on my mind getting back into basketball. Uh, literally, what I would do is I would run performance in a cut to do exactly what, what you're thinking, which is to lean out. Uh, you're going to see strength go up in like pull-ups and body weight, stuff like that, and your ability to jump. So all that stuff. Strength to weight ratio. That's right. Yeah. So even though you might not see, uh, let's say your bench press go up or movements like that, uh, your strength to weight ratio will go up. So the things like pull-ups and jumping will be a more of a priority to you. So I'd run performance. And then that really is just to get me in a healthy position to train more like pure vertical stuff. And then I actually wouldn't, I wouldn't personally build that. I'd go to Paul Fabritz. I think he's the best in the business and he's got a vertical program. I would literally run his program right after I ran performance. Mm -hmm. And I will guarantee you, you will see your six to eight inches. You'll be setting your, your body up correctly by running performance with us and getting lean, getting like a good, well balanced, mobile, strong joint supported yeah. type of deal. Your base of strength will be covered for sure. I think you have the right ideas in terms of like going into the programming is like, I got to build my overall body up as much as possible and like generate as much force. Cause really to be able to vertically jump and get that triple extension, you need to be able to master that summoning of more force. Uh, and so to Adam's point with that, like he probably has the best, very specific skill based program where he's not only just going to like work on, you know, plyometrics and things like that, but also really the skill of how to approach the hoop of how to get that long enough stride, uh, drop step, um, you know, all these different things and factors that will, will help to increase that, you know, sort of elastic, uh, uh a launch that you're going to get for your vertical jump. Are you, are you following Paul already? Uh, yeah, I remember I heard you mention him a couple times. So yeah, I'm following him right now yeah, uh, on Instagram, but I haven't gone into any of his programs or looked at what they entail. Yeah, yeah go, go into his jump program. It's incredible. I know people personally that have gone through it. I've seen all his testimony. He's a friend of ours. So um, I can't speak enough about him. I think I think him and and uh, our other friends, Mar Max Marzo. We're not and, even affiliated. By yeah, the way. yeah, just yeah. Pure, and then, pure recommendation. And then if you run through his program, you find like some of those very specific skill based drills that he has. Um, you could always combine that That's in like right. your mobility days that, yes. with performance, which. You know, I've always wanted to do that anyways with athletes, and I kind of naturally do that based on their sport. We we kind of dissect the sport in terms of like some of those very specific skills you need. Uh, we can we can fine tune it and customize it a bit more that way. Uh, incorporate it on those mobility days. Per perfectly said that. And so that to recap, that's exactly how I would do this personally. Maps performance. I'd run Paul's jump program. Then I would take out of Paul's program 
what I what I felt gave me the biggest bang for my buck. And then I would implement it into one of our pap for like long term, right? Like if you said you had goals, hey, I still want to be strong, still want to look good too. And so I want to, how do I combine keeping this great vert that I got now, but then also kind of sculpting my body? That's what I would do is I would take the 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 big rocks from his programming for his vert code that's what i think it's called vert code no, i think so and i would take the big rocks from that after i've ran it through the way it is so i'd run it true to the program and then i would i would parse out the things that oh yeah that really has helped me tremendously and justin's right there's things that he he'll he'll uh he'll break down the technique of you uh coming up to the hoop and just how you you load yourself going into the jump that could like i've seen guys with no training, just him showing technique yeah. on like he gained gain, a few inches. Oh, like they gained like three, four inches just yeah. from just instantly from his technique of doing it. So the guy's incredible. He's brilliant. His programming is on, on point. And then as far as like the nutrition, it would be, like I said, cutting during performance to kind of lean out and lose some some body body fat so you're leaner. Uh, and then I would just, yeah, I would actually eat for performance after that, you know, eat balanced, eat, be fed, make good choices. Uh, as long as you feel like you're in a lean enough place, if you're six four two, you said two twenty. I, I don't think you're too far off of being pretty lean. Okay. Yep. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I followed this stuff for a while, and yeah, some of it looks pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty intense. Um, hopefully, I can find all the you know kind of equipment to do that. But uh, no, his vert, no, yeah, his vert code is 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 like he does all kinds of stuff to attract people on Instagram, but the vert code is is a lot more. Uh, I don't fundamental or basic and you'll be able to do everything. You'll, you, you won't need anything crazy. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. All right, Greg. I appreciate it guys. You got it. Yeah. All keep right. us posted. I want to see a dunk video. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I plan on trying to uh, take some video and uh, be able to, to showcase to some of my, uh, my buddies. Yeah, and, dunk. It'll, it'll inspire, it'll inspire me. Cause I've been saying that I'm going to do it forever. Everybody keeps asking me and I'm like, I keep dragging my feet. So maybe I just need to well, see. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you said that. Just to right, yeah. You just listened to what? Yeah, I just listened to the episode of uh, where you were talking about at that birthday party grabbing that bar. Oh, oh I yeah. forgot that. Did you post that video and that went with that, Andrew? Did you we post did. We Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. The highlight of yeah, my so I was, big ass, big ass <laughs> yeah, so dad flex right there, dude. <laughs> yeah, I want to make sure I'm that dad and not the uh, not the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, yeah. You're already you're already doing fine, bro. Yeah, you're, you're doing good. Most you're, guys our age, they don't they do terrible. They're terrible. You're, <laughs> you're, you're already on ahead. the couch. Yeah, keep us posted though. I'd love to hear Greg how how the journey goes. Yeah, we'll do. All right, man. All right, I right, appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah. That was super weird because I didn't really say anything. Um, <laughs> was that hard for you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He's like, <laughs> no, I don't have anything to add. You know what? I, I was going to ask you guys. I was going to wait till we were done to ask you guys. From what I understand from the biomechanics of jumping in basketball, just from watching Paul's videos, because I do watch some of his videos, mm -hmm. do you guys think in some cases a unilateral training program like Symmetry would Absolutely. help somebody? Yes. Because it's because one thing that I saw from watching his videos, like I don't really have much. I mean, I play basketball, you know, here and there as a kid, but I didn't play like you guys, uh, not even close, is that you you launch off one leg. It's yeah. a one legged jump. Most of the time, yes. And Most so, of the time, yes. So, I, you know, so I was, as he was talking, uh, you know, I want to ask you guys, like, I wonder if symmetry for sometimes, especially for someone who's been training a long time, might have that that right to left discrepancy. Yeah, I would. If you 100%. were like, let's say I wasn't going to recommend like Paul, I would definitely do performance and symmetry. Okay. Mm -hmm. The combination of the uh, unilateral work with uh, the performance aspect Got of it. Maps Performance would give him a really solid foundation, mm -hmm. and may he may and if he's just playing basketball, he might see 
Well, uh, and here's the thing. The more acceleration you're trying to apply, which is like, you know, you're trying to generate more force. You have to be able to control that. Yeah. And so like so, something like symmetry, you're going to be able to stabilize yourself more effectively, which then helps improve your technique overall. No, 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 no. A hundred percent right. So to explain just differently with what Justin just said, if you've ever, if you guys ever seen those videos where there's like, I don't know what it's called. I think it's called a water saw where they shoot a stream of water and they can cut through anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the, the reason why that's so powerful is because the hole is so small and there's so much pressure behind it, pointing and directing all the energy into one point. So if you made that a big hole, you'd still shoot a lot of water, but it would have very little. So what Justin said about controlling force, if you have a lot of leaks in your force, you generate force, but you it leaks, you're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. But if you can control it and focus it on the point that you want, now you're way more power. Now there's a lot of power, which also speaks to what he breaks down a lot, which is the technique of the right going into the job. That's right. I, I mean, I've literally seen videos where he's getting yeah, the approach is, is huge. Guy gets six inches, dude. Yeah. Like just it's by nuts. showing him how to load yeah. the, and, and the we better start commission though. We recommend him. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I we'll call get him on the, the phone gotta, here. I got to call him up. I'll hit him up. <laughs> Our next caller is Sarah from California. Sarah, what's happening? How can we help you? Hi, you guys. Um, such an honor to be here. I'm like literally such a huge fan. Um, definitely changed my life listening to you guys. So kudos to all three of you. Thank you. Hell yeah. Awesome. For, you don't forget Doug. Um, There's four of us. <laughs> yeah. Poor Doug. Um, I just had a question about deload weeks and like soreness. I just finished MAPS uh, Advanced Anabolic phase one. And then I did a deload week. Um, I have never structured a deload week in my life ever, which is my fault, but that was my first time actually like following a program and then doing a deload week. Um, the, within like the first day and like doing like a body weight exercise, I was like abnormally sore. Um, so I just didn't know if like being abnormally sore on a deload week is like normal. And then I also experienced like a little bit of hip flexor pain. So I just didn't know if that was like something to expect or if that was normal, if I was doing something wrong. No. So, okay. So it's normal to come back from a deload week and the first week of traditional workouts makes you more sore. It is not normal to feel more sore during the deload week. Is that what you're saying? That on the deload week yeah. you felt more sore? Okay. Hmm. Well, it's because it was such a novel movement then. Either novel, like it's exercises you're not used to, or the intensity was too high. I want you to approach the deload week like you're just going to the gym and just going through some movements and that's it. It's not a workout. That's, that's how I want you to approach the deload week. It's like I'm just showing up and just kind of moving my body. I'm not going to feel like I'm working out. I'm just moving through different exercises and that's it. A mobility day would have been, I mean, yeah. like a maps performance mobility days would be, it sounds like better for you. What exercise did, did that to you? Yeah. Um, so the first day I just like, or I guess like day one of deload week, um, I just like walked didn't do anything crazy. And then the second day I just did like body weight lunges. I think that was like what it was programmed, like body weight lunges, some pushups, maybe some stretches. Um, the body weight lunges, which is weird because I used to do a lot and I still implement body weight lunges, but for some reason, like that deload week, like I did the body weight lunges and I was like, oh my gosh, like this hurt, like hurts more than normal. Um, my okay, I, I got something for you. Okay. This was after phase one. Yeah. Did you get, how, what were your strength gains like in yeah, phase one before you right. got to the deload week? Um, they were like, it was pretty significant because yeah. this is like my first time, like really following like a structured program. Okay. I did aesthetics, but I kind of just went through it loosely because 
I just like didn't know what to expect. And then once I did aesthetics, MAPS advanced anabolic release, and I was like, all right, yeah. Right. I'm gonna explain what happened here because this 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 uh this is interesting, but uh now I think I know what happened. Okay. So you had significant strength gains after phase one, which is uh ex expected. Okay, the program produces very rapid strength gains. Then you went to the deload week and you did an exercise that you've done before, many times before, a body weight lunge. But your strength is much higher now. So it feels like low intensity is actually super novel to your body. You're probably doing more and generating more force than you did before. It's a novel exercise. Now you get sore. Okay. So you need to approach the deload weeks like I'm just going through movements and really like, like with gloves. Like I'm just taking it super, super easy because when you make those big strength gains, going back to other exercises you haven't done before, uh, you're going to be doing them with or more force. Haven't done in a while. More reps. Yeah. That you haven't done in a while. Yeah. You're going to be doing more force and more reps than you did before. And even though it feels easy, it's still super novel to the body. I've experienced that myself, by the way. Well, plus you're in a split stance situation with that. You're generating so much force in a bilateral position. And then now going into that is going to be a different situation for your body to react to and respond and try and control and stabilize. And so having a having stronger legs going into that as well, maybe producing more force in that, uh, but haven't really like accounted for the stabilizing effect of that like that might have also like exaggerated a bit more. yeah which is also why she probably feels in her hip flexor so much exactly yeah. so yep, yep. yeah i would like so i'd take the movements and um and actually almost make them like a like the lunge more like a mobility thing where you actually yeah. do like a stride yeah. and actually kind of stay in the position drive the knee over like you're doing a yoga squeeze class, your you know? squeeze really your glutes your heart rate down yeah and then go to the next stride stretch it out activate the glutes drive the knee forward so i would make these like long slow like think of it like recovery not like workout like okay i'm here to like speed up recovery and make my muscles feel good not workout Think of it that way. Do you have do you have, do you have uh, maps performance by chance? I do not. I'm gonna I'm gonna have Doug uh, send that to you. I know where you're going. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to do this for your deload week. Is to take that and uh, to do the mobility do sessions. mobility yep. sessions. So in okay. so maps performance is obviously a whole program in itself. But what we have in there is on your off your non foundational days. We have what we call mobility days, and they're basically. We say 40 minutes. Yeah, about 40, about 40, 40, 45 minutes. minutes. Do like two of them during yeah. that deload week. And and do those in there, I think, in your deload week. If if you continue to, to feel this, if maybe the advice that we're giving right now and you're still feeling really sore from the deload week, maybe do something that's more programmed mobility for you and see if that eliminates that and then pay attention to how you feel. When By you the back. way, Sarah, you could totally, if you're following maps, anabolic advanced, you could totally do nothing right on the deload mm -hmm. weeks, which and, is why and I just walk. Totally. You can literally do nothing and just walk and you would get, yeah. you, it would be perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then do, I know you answered this like a few weeks ago, but for like deload weeks and like eating the same, um, like specifically for maps, anabolic advanced, like, you would just say like, even cause I'm not really like cutting. I'm not really bulking. Like I'm just kind of like, yes, here I am. Um, I'm trying to like get back in tune with like my hunger cues after tracking for so long. Um, so would you just say like, just like stay yep. like yep. eating the same, doing the same, all That's that right. fun stuff. That's right. Keep it the same. Yep. Keep okay. it the same. And you're going to after you come out of the deload week, you're going to trip out when you get to phase two, you're going to be like, Whoa, I feel like this is pretty crazy. 
yeah, phase two has already been super exciting. I'm like the halfway through the first week and I'm like already like loving it. I think the deload week, like mentally, like made me miss the gym um, and then lifting heavy. So now I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get Good. back awesome. at it. Are you getting close to hitting PRs and some of your lifts? Yeah, I am. I've already phase one. I already hit a PR, which was super exciting. I like literally looked around the gym to see if anyone saw that, even though nobody did. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, good job. Very that's good. Awesome. Yeah, thanks thank for calling you. in, Sarah. Yeah, you yeah, got that's it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys. You got right, it. I'm excited that we're now at the point where when we launched Maps Anabolic Advanced, we're going to get feedback like this. Yeah. And that's why, you know, and again, I have to caution people with it. The strength gains come so fast and furious mm -hmm. with that program. You got to be really serious about the deload oh, weeks and very man. serious about your form. Because when I followed it- It's addictive, isn't uh, it? Oh, man. It was like, oh, keep going. So, no, that's great. No, it's a good conversation to have because yeah. the truth is exactly what you said, right? All the research supports that you could take a week off and you're going to, of no exercise. No, just it's walk. the mental part. That's why I said it's like they put, I put a workout in there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and that's why too, I'm like, Hey, there's nothing wrong with you just doing mobility all that week. That's it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Go do, go do mobility uh, work for that week. So you're, you're busy still, but you're not doing anything strenuous or strength training wise. And then watch what happens the next week after that. That's awesome. Look, if you like mind pump, head over to mindpumpfree.com. Check out all the free stuff. We'll give you all kinds of free things at that site. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. I'm at Mind Pump DeStefano. And Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>